Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, we'll we'll take that. Um, so, all right, folks. Welcome to Side A of the record, where we pick a topic. We pick our choice track that we think goes with that topic. Drop the needle, Taj. Okay. So, uh... This episode's theme is going to be something a little different. Um, it's based on songs that did really well in the charts, and they played over and over and over again until you're just sick of it. You might like that song, but you don't want to hear it anymore. So that's that's uh, that's today's theme. Um, really interested interested to hear what y'all had picked for today. Uh, what did you pick? That, that's well, that's a good question. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I, I was so sick of it, I forgot what it was. No, just kidding. Uh, so my my pick is it's a it's a very well known band. Actually, my mom loves this band. She when I was growing up, she would play their music all the time. So much I got sick of it then too, and it gave me the perception that it was like old old folks music old-timey music but then it, as i got older this band became more popular and really popular i heard it everywhere not in the, not just on the radio not just in shows but like in karaoke everywhere i go so the band is journey and for some of y'all listening you might might know who they are might not but you probably do because they overplay a few of their songs a lot so uh the song that I picked is Don't Stop Believing. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight If you can believe that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this, this song, um, I'd say I've heard it every time I go to karaoke. Someone's got to sing this at the end of the night. Or the beginning, or both, but yeah, that's that's probably where it, I I started to grow a little bit of a, a annoyance towards the song. But then I then I'll pick it back up and hear it on the radio and be oh that's fine. But then you hear it again, and I think they even played it at the end of Sopranos, the very last episode. And I can't understand why the fuck they would do that. I mean, I, I didn't really watch the Sopranos all the way through, but was he like a big Journey fan? No. He uh, like classic know. rock. Yeah, he loves classic rock. Ah, okay. So that was like that was kind of like an homage to that. But other than that, it did not fit. <laughs> as as somebody that doesn't didn't watch the show all the way through, I was like, wow, why did I watch the last episode? <laughs> but I I think I it was like talked about so much over and over again. But a lot of people thought either it was good or bad. But aside from the, the fact that they played it at the last episode of The Sopranos, which is, you know, my, my point, it's played over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I I actually tested it out after I picked it for this episode. I listened to it probably like 10 times in one day just to see, you know, what that would do. And uh, surprisingly enough, I, I still kind of liked listening to it, but then I was like, no, gosh, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> after a while, I just wanted to take myself off the road. But yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was an experience for sure. 
So I am curious to know, A, which one of you likes Journey? B, which one of you likes or hates this song or agrees with what I just said? Uh, I'm going to pick Brandon first because I'm just curious to know what you think. Yeah, and I know you don't want to even talk about it, but. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike or like Journey. Does that make sense? Like Journey's fine, yeah. But I don't go out of my way to listen to Journey. Um, but I don't, I don't hate them. I mean, certainly, you know, it's an iconic, uh, iconic voice in rock and roll. Um, the song itself, I, I don't have a problem with. You know, I've heard it a lot. But, you know, listening to it again a couple times for the episode, I, I, I'm not sick of the song. Um, I never dislike the song. I don't love the song. It just it's it's here and it's here to stay and it's not going anywhere. And it's going to be played every day somewhere in the world multiple times, um, you know, so it's, it's a popular song. For a reason, I think it, and I think it still holds up. And I think people, you know, pick it for karaoke because it's, it's not a bad song. And I, I'm not quite there yet. Like you are, Damon. I'm not sick of it yet, but I also will not play it on loop again and again and again. (laughs) (laughs) It was a test and it it, it failed at that one, but But, yeah. yeah, So you're the problem then. You like it so much. You just want to hear it over and over again. There's nothing wrong with with the song, in in my opinion, and I I can still listen to it a few times a year and and not be tired of it. That that's probably tolerable a few times a year, but uh, so so if anybody's curious to know, this is a 1981 uh, album called Escape from Journey. Uh, lots of hits. I mean, I think I think Journey with Steve Perry, the old uh, vocalist, he was the original. Um, th- I mean, they had hits after hit after hit. That guy hits octaves that you can't even, you know, believe. And it's, it's crazy. Like, especially in this song too, don't stop believing. I do like the song. Um, but yeah, overplayed. I think it almost is like, like, did, did someone say that you had to play that as many times as you did? But I'm sure that radio stations, you know, they, they're, they're told they have to do things over and over again. But, you know, that's, that bothers me sometimes. It's like, I heard the song five times today. And, you know, when you're sitting around trying to win concert tickets, you just get sick of every band you hear on the on the radio that day. But, uh, yeah, so I like your take on that, Brandon. It proves my point. That's why people like that song so much. All right. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Tosh. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's, I, I, so I'm going to play a card later on when I cover my song, but um, but with this one, like um, no, it's a it's a great song. Like um, there are other songs that I would hate more to listen to at karaoke than this song. This song I'm totally fine with. <laughs> and if we ever do a theme of like songs that shouldn't be sung at karaoke. <laughs> This would not be on my list. So well, it's usually like Shania Twain, and then it's like Journey. So like it's something that you just probably don't want, really don't want to listen to, and then this happens. No, so. the, the the one that I think shouldn't be sung at karaoke that shouldn't should be removed from the list is a uh, 
it was it Julia Plesequa so qua did that song because it repeats like it has no point like it, it's <laughs> uh, hold on Moulin it's not Rouge. from like Moulin Rouge yeah, yeah. is that from, from that yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it because that song repeats forever and it's like a six minute song and you're like I'd rather listen to Do Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> well, you have like you have like four different divas singing that song, so that's probably why you know you get a lot of people that just want to be a diva for the night. So, so you don't want to hear Lady Marmalade, but you'll you'll hear Don't Stop Believing all day long. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Excuse me, God for the yeah. you know perfectionists out there. Yeah, it's Lady Marmalade. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Um, this is my quintessential 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning at the bar song that comes on when everybody's feeling good and they can't stop singing it. Even I found myself. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and I'm literally going on all full chords and the whole nine and everybody's looking at me crazy like, he knows the song! He knows the song! And I'm like, yeah, I know the song! And we're like... <laughs> And we're right. singing at the top of our lungs, and then somebody will come through and buy our whole crew around the shots. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, we're all having a good night. Whenever that song comes on in the bar, in the club, whatever the situation is, we're having a good night. Um, I can feel both sides of the situation. It's it's a great song. It's a great motivator. It's it's a song that you drive to when you're running away from your child's mother who caught you cheating. <laughs> That works. You know, you don't stop believing because, you know, you think you might be able to get her back or get her to calm down, but she's just honking that horn on your ass and not letting you go. So, um, what a situation, man. What a situation. I'm saying you, you're playing for a train right about now. You can hop on and get away from everything. Man, how do you come up with this stuff, Diedrich? No idea. You should man. write for movies. You should write for movies. I'm telling you, it's a movie. I swear. Uh, <laughs> At, at the same token of time, though, it's like um, you can get tired of it if if you hear it, in especially repeated repetitive situations, or if it just comes like out the blue. I think that's the main thing in my situation is if you just hear it out the blue, it's kind of like, why is this on right now? Is somebody playing it in their car or you hearing it in the grocery store when you're going out? I'll try to pick up some bread like where is it coming on at? And that, that's what sets the mood. In a bar or a club situation or at a party, house party, whatever, I'm all the way down for it. Hearing it in an H-E-B or you know, <laughs> you're walking through Walmart and the song comes on and, you know, right before they start closing, like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of not where you want to be at that point in time. So, right. I'm, yeah, I'm in the middle. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, Damon, how would you feel about like a Marilyn Manson like slower version of this song? Does it exist? I, I was just, just <laughs> about to say if there's a really good cover of this song, I think that I'd be interested in hearing that. Yeah. So, is, well, you does it look. Exist? I think it was on Glee. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to go back and check that episode out. Yeah, that for me. Nah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Glee was good. I'm sorry. They they're all talented, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it's like Kids Bop and High School Musical came together and formed a baby, and it was Glee. I can't do it. So. 
right? Um, well, I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I actually picked that song, but I did. Um, so sorry, I not stopped believing. That's a motivational song. That could have been my motiva- motivational song for the year, but it's also one that I can't stand hearing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Taj, what you got, man? Oh, what do I got? Okay. So, th- this. Musical chairs. I know. It, this topic, I'll admit, this topic was a little hard for me because uh, I'm going to play <laughs> the card that. Um, I'm a parent of small kids and like, there's like, you become immune to songs bothering you (laughs) after you have small kids. Cause there's points where they just want to listen to a certain song over and over and over again. And you're like, you just come to accept it and like nothing bothers you anymore. Um, (laughs) So, but when, uh, when this topic came up, I, I struggled because like, I thought about doing like a really annoying song, like baby shark. But then I was like, I don't want baby shark to end up on our playlist. <laughs> so, um, so what I did was I thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Most right. So what I did pick was a song that I feel like, um, is was popular enough is sampled enough. Like th- this song for sure has been sampled many times over. Um, it actually did sample two other songs, but then like this song itself causes it to be sampled some more. Um, so the song I picked was get low uh, by Lil John and the easy side boys. Eastside. So, <laughs> oh, Eastside. Side, sorry. <laughs> Maybe they get easy too, but they're <laughs> definitely on east side. So, um, yeah, this song is uh, it, it. This song, I think, started twerking or implies twerking. Like this was the, the this was like the twerking song before twerking. It feels like, um, you know, it's all about you know the ladies getting low and you know <laughs> moving them hips, you know. Like the song says, you know, bend over, touch your toes, <laughs> move up and down. <laughs> so, All right, Taj, you're gonna have um, to you're gonna have to twerk now for this yeah. one. Uh, well, and plus the other the other main line from this is, and it's a sample, but the other main line is it, it samples that to the windows, to the wall. So, it, which that's a sample off of a, a what was the album that was sampled off of? Because uh, that was sampled. Off of a uh, Jam Pony Express, that, that was from them. So, um, but yeah. So, but the crazy thing is, like, this song itself was sampled another twenty nine times. So, <laughs> even Enrique Iglesias <laughs> sampled this song. <laughs> so, that's that's some effort, man. Right. So, but yeah. So, that's that's why I picked this song. But yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Other uh, club banger, right? <laughs> Bend over to the flow, touch the toes, bust your ass up and down to get low. <laughs> yeah, those those never the truer words spoken, man. I'm trying to tell you right now. Um, Little John, Eastside Boys. This is one of one of the last collaborations they did before Little John went off on his own type situation. Um, he definitely did that with uh, 
uh, Yin Yang Twins. Um, they were uh, great contributors to the song. It's one of those songs that you either love it or hate it. And now I love to hate it. So um, <laughs> I definitely see where you're coming from with that. It definitely was overplayed, oversaturated, oversampled. Um, my favorite line from the song is, I done been to the club like 50, 11 times. I was like, <laughs> you would sit there and contemplate that like 50, 11 times, like 5,011 times or <laughs> times 11. Like what, what, what exactly was he talking about in that particular situation? Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's about strip clubs and you want to go see the girls get naked. And yeah, that's about it. ATL banger. Can't get over it. So, Taj, I'm really curious. <laughs> when when did you start listening to this song? When was the I, first time you heard this song? When he was at the strip clubs, yeah, trying to I, trying to see somebody uh, up I, in the club. I'm just curious, like how often <laughs> how often have you heard this song? Um, the, I, not that often. <laughs> But yeah, I can't. I don't know where I heard the song from. Uh, seeing where the movies was in his dance class. It was, it was probably when I watched White Chicks. Is when I heard the song. It's on White but, Chicks. But you've, <laughs> also, White Chicks. <laughs> you've also heard the song like sampled multiple times. Like, do you listen to those songs too? No, it just. But that that window to the wall sample is so iconic, and then the the bend over, touch your toes, like that. I I. Yeah, I seriously can't tell you where I, I've heard it from, but it's it's in the zeitgeist. Okay. That, that's all so I can say. The, the reason I, I'm asking Don't point at your kids, Tosh. <laughs> the, the reason I'm asking these questions is, you know, I, I know a fair amount about music. I've not heard everything. Sure, there's too much music out there. But I've never heard that song before. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> I've never heard it before. Or if I did, You've I don't remember it. I don't recall before. it. Like, I, I, know, I, I know who Little John is, but I couldn't tell you any hits by him. I know wow. him more as a personality okay. than I know him Fair as enough. a musician. Right? right. So yeah. so when you said, like, I am sick of hearing this song, I'm like, I've never heard this song before. <laughs> How can you be sick of something I've never even heard? Uh, like this played so much that you don't want to ever hear it. Why have I not heard it since it came out? It came out almost twenty years ago. You know, like crazy. Right. So anyway, I was just curious. Uh, you know, your history with it or lack thereof. <laughs> right, um, exactly. So uh, anyway, I mean, um, I mean seriously, sh- should I be watching White Chicks? I, I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just surprised that's your reference is White Chicks, but <laughs> I'm familiar with the movie. That makes sense, Tosh. That makes sense. Uh, but but run with I, it, I, dude. I, will, I will say this: um, I've only listened to it maybe two two to three times, only for this podcast. I'm never going to listen to it again. So I, you're already sick of it. I don't. I don't care for it. Uh, it's just. It's not my. It's not my bag. You know. Like I just. I don't. <laughs> It, you know, but again, like, I'm just like, I had to look up its history to see if this song was a hit. And I guess it was. But in 2002, <laughs> I was certainly doing something else and not listening to that song. So 
Anyway, we were not a part of the radio wave because that was all over the radio. So, exactly, I would say in 2002, I was not listening much to like popular radio. Good, I probably wasn't doing much. I don't know, but you're probably listening to Frank Zappa. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, all I'm saying is I don't want to. I don't need to hear that song again. Um, Yeah, it wasn't for me, but I'm just more confused about Taj's connection to the song because Taj and I have known each other for a long time and I've never heard Taj play this song before in my life. This is just is a complete surprise. You have to see him in a strip club. It's a whole other Taj. (laughs) Yeah, he's at the he's in the torching corner. I don't want to say much. I've known Taj for a long time and uh, he no. <laughs> no. Taj with it's dollar bills. I, I do not associate with Taj in his days at the clubs. I'm, I'm just saying this 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 had him on his toes. He was ready. This was a jam. I mean you know, he got domesticated, he thought all about it, but then when white chicks came on, you know, kinda like Gator. <laughs> no guys. You say oh Gator? Yeah, I get it from those guys, you know, Will Ferrell, you know, before he became oh, my yeah, police. I was thinking of Gata from Dave. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah. This I mean, is uh, a, nah, this is, uh, Mark Wahlberg and, uh, and, uh, uh, maybe forget his name, <laughs> Will Ferrell coming together and, and doing a movie. And, you know, back then in college, he was pimping out girls and had the chains on and the gold teeth. And he's like, get it, don't take no shit. And it was like, <laughs> that's that daddy show? Oh, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> that's daddy's home, right? But no, no. I don't know. If I think of Taj at a club, at, you know, strip club, he's going to ask if they'll dance to the weirdest stuff, not. <laughs> Not things at the not that you normally hear at the club, you know. Right. It's gonna be like it's it's gonna be Shakira? like I don't know the Bangles or something. Did you play some pink? Like, yeah. well, I can see that. But That's exactly what you're gonna do. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have like. Can, can you dance to Christmas Manic shoes Monday or Monday? whatever? <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, Monday. So I'd be like a scene, a scene out of Hanover. I could see that Taj up in the club. Yep. Getting tattooed. Getting it in. All right. Tattooed with tooth knocked out. That's it. Very much. So what what do you think, Damon? Uh wow, yeah. So I I, I actually like the song. I mean, I was driving to it. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is awesome. Little John, man, he's ripping that shit up. Little John's cool. This is and the uh, the Yin Yang Twins are fucking awesome in this song, man. Like, I I can listen to this driving, fucking whatever, going going to clubs. I don't go to strip clubs, but uh, <laughs> funny story. Actually, I used to work for I worked for a bank one at one time, and I had to go to a strip club because they forgot their deposit. So. <laughs> I'm driving down the street with two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash, and I had to. No, I really did have to. I didn't want to, but uh, no, you know, in Austin, Texas, there's a, there's probably a couple of them, but yeah, this place called the Yellow Rose. <laughs> so yeah. I had to drive up there in my little Ford Aspire, this dinky little like you know car, and uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash bag. 
like a pimp. Did you make it there? Did you Did make, make it there, it there for the lunch special? Uh, I I was I passed on the steak special that day. But a stripper got didn't run off for four ninety five, man. You could not complain back then. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. I should have probably got myself a good lunch. I mean, it was yeah. Just sit uh, up in the you'll be good. You don't want nobody dancing and glitter fall off of your steak. I but, went uh, I went back to work. It had glitter on me. The place was full of glitter. Like the air had glitter in it. You yep. could smell like the you know. Just the yep. air about the place had a had a spritzer going on, and yep. a stripper ran up. She had no top on, but a shirt hanging off her chest. And I'm like, "Whoa!" She's like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry." She didn't know somebody was there. Like she's like, "Oh no, it's the guy from the bank." What am I doing? But uh, <laughs> I think they might have been playing this song in the background. So just saying, uh, just heard it, little John. But uh. Yeah, no, that's a great song, man. And it is, it was over the fuck plate. <laughs> that played over and over and over again. And, um, but it was always like, I think, I think at the time I was pretty young, early 20s. And going to, going to any club in Austin at that time, like, yeah, they were playing this. They were for sure. My ex girlfriend worked at that one, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> And my cousin, no less, <laughs> she uh, was was a dancer up in there, and I found that out the wrong way. And uh, yeah, fun, fun time. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that's a story. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it's fun. All right, who's next? <laughs> so, to, uh, so Dietrich, what you got? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to burn the image out of my head. Of what I just brought up. It's like, why did I bring? <laughs> Too late. Now you're gonna have nightmares. I'm so dead ass serious. Okay. Um, my song was one of those that became an international storm. Everybody was singing it. Everybody was doing the dance. Everybody was was like intrigued by this individual. Um, that perceivably came out of nowhere to the rest of the world, but um, to in certain parts of the world, everybody knew who he was, and he was a star. This song made him a global superstar. Um, for the short time he lived, excuse me, wicked. And uh, I hated every minute of it. Um, I love the genre of, of music that it's in, but this was literally one of those that you could go without hearing for a week and be perfectly fine. Um, I had to play it as a DJ in the club, and I really did not like it. So the song that I picked was 2012 Anthem. It's the Anthem of 2012. It's by a, a K-pop singer by the name of Psy. And the song was Opa Gundam Style. Opa Gundam Style. Gundam Style. <laughs> Opa Gundam Style. And, and the main two reasons why I hate it. First and foremost, I love K-pop. I love where they come from. I love their transitioning. I love, you know, the fact that they take pop and, and do it their own particular type of way. And it works because now they're, they're coming over to the States and everything is like blowing up for them. So K-pop is definitely one of those genres that I'm in love with. That being said, this one to me was just all the way over the top from the beginning. And, you know, that's all everybody understood. Of course, they're not going to sing the words or, or know, learn, take time to learn the words for what he's talking about. They just know, whoop, a Gundam style. Whoop, 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 whoop. 
And then try to sing the little words apart. They think it's gibberish, but it's not. He's actually speaking a language. Um, but yeah, Sai is definitely over the top. And he tried to come back with Gentlemen and, and a couple other songs that didn't quite pan out. So we would call him a one-hit wonder, but in actuality, he's not. Um, he's got a good core following over in Korea. Um and and doing everything that he's doing, but it was just a little dance with the little kid doing the dance. And what I hated about it was in the club when you played that song, of course, everybody was trying to do the dance and do the routine and the choreography. After about three to four months, anybody who would try to do that choreography just looked like a dumbass. because uh, the song was already played out at that point. So um put it on and those who were making fun of it is one thing but those who actually sat up there and still tried to do it were the older guys that didn't realize that it was out of style already and um <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a horrible sight but um what do y'all think about it um yeah it's a it's yeah it it's for sure one of the songs you don't play that often it, it's it's like up there with the macarena where like you, you play it <laughs> part of it and then you cut it off quick <laughs> so uh but yeah so it, and it was interesting because while you were talking there i got to think it's like because part of part of the the over the topness of him singing was kind of reminded me and it looks like it, it was kind of like a replacement for lmfao because like lmfao came out and like they were over the top but then they kind of tanked and so then here's the next over the top person <laughs> You know, and he just took over the charts because you're like, we want something over the top, but not too sleazy. You know, it's like, all right, we'll do a foreign language so you don't understand what the words are. <laughs> right. Because all you need that is, in, in, hey, sexy lady. And you're like, okay, so he's saying something about sexy lady, but I don't know. It's not bad words. <laughs> cancel. Let's cancel. <laughs> yeah. I need to find out what Gungan style means. Hmm. <laughs> style. <laughs> all I could think about was all the anime that I watched. Like this, this was a chronic moment. This, this is okay. Cool. All right, let's get it. Brandon, what do you think, man? Um, I I don't have a problem with the song at all. Uh, I. I, you know, I heard it when it first came out and, you know, I've heard it many, many, many more times since it was released. Um, I haven't heard it probably in a few years, but when I went to replay it for the, uh, the podcast and, and then knowing K-pop and how K-pop has become very popular over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I still mm-hmm. enjoy the song. I have no idea what he's saying, but I, I find the, uh, the energy and the beat infectious and uh i enjoy it for that you know like i I just think it's fun it's it's entertaining and you know an unlikely star you know international star as well like may i get maybe it's popular you know and it's from korea right but um unlikely star you know international star you know like how did that song become popular over here that's crazy um but anyway, yeah, no, I, I really dug it. I thought I thought it was great and uh, it was fun. And I, I'm not sick of the song yet, but it's one of those things, too, where I don't play it a lot. So maybe I won't I don't get sick of it because I don't 
I don't play it nonstop and I don't listen to radio stations that might still play it. So, you know, like it, what's nice about, you know, the day and age we live in now with, you know, streaming sites and even like Sirius XM, you're going to go to the radio station on Sirius that plays the music you want to hear and you're going to avoid the crap that you don't want to hear. So, um, but I don't listen to radio stations that are going to overplay, you know, Gundam style or whatever it's called. So, um, <laughs> no, that's the anime Gundam. Yeah, you're, oh, sorry, you're, Gundam style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was something that I thought about when I was listening. So I'm like, wait, isn't that an anime? But anyway, <laughs> so, but, uh, He's doing a Big Mac style. Yes, that, that's what that's what he's yeah. thinking about. It's like Giant Max and how the Giant Max is a sexy lady. Big Mac style. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, I I, I didn't actually, I don't mind the song, and uh, it was kind of fun to listen to it again, and it is definitely it is definitely an earworm for sure. So, um, yeah, it's I I don't I don't dislike it. I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> you don't hate it. I got you. Sorry, right. Damon. Your thoughts? Yeah, didn't I, didn't this get played a lot at weddings? Am I am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong at all. So it's like yeah, like the Macarena or anything like that, where people want to do the dance, and then you know you were. I guess you were talking about that as a DJ. You saw it a lot. So, um, yeah, I got I got. Kind of interested in the song. I thought it was weird when I first heard it, and then, and then after that, I was like, "Oh my god, I'd never want to hear this again." It was played everywhere, and uh, I probably did hear it at a wedding. But uh, yeah, I think it was. It's one of those things where, where like, uh, you don't know what he's saying. Sometimes you don't know what people are saying, even when they are speaking English. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was. It was definitely one of those songs I never really got into. Maybe you want to run through a wall <laughs> but uh yeah no this is definitely interesting i mean it's 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 fun it's funny i don't know why because i don't know what he's talking about but um yeah gondom so, style out <laughs> so is k-pop our term for it or is k-pop their term and is it everything asian so is it like korean japan china taiwan or well, I'm wouldn't, just curious if you wouldn't Japanese pop music be J-pop? I don't know because that that group is <laughs> oh, because you're saying it's K-pop because it's from because Korea. 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 Wow. Yeah. Gotcha. I I got gotcha. you. Sorry. Well, it just because people confuse terms all the time. Like anime is technically a, or is it manga okay, is technically. The I more know. you know. The more I know. Gotcha. That is interesting. I never knew any of that that stuff about. Um, okay. style of music, so that's really cool to learn. Okay, Gundam style, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, he but... looks like a looks like he's like part of like a mafia or something in his little character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to think of this. It's very bizarre. It's like a lot of things that I see that I think are really cool, maybe from like a foreign cartoon or something like that, where I don't really know why or where the styles come from, you know, because it's not something i see every day but yeah that's that's what i got from this i'm like what is going on here this is cool somewhere and then everybody picked it up i mean i i, I don't know if that happens every day though that's that's definitely like it's like a phenomenon no, where, it's, not, 
in situation. Right. <sighs> yeah. So like music like this, when it gets picked up and does really well and tops the charts in the U.S. Um, Dietrich, do you know if that like does that artist get more options to like do collaborations or did, did they end up? I mean, I don't think they really end up doing a lot of work. I haven't seen bands like this do a lot of work and become popular, like mainstream. I know there's, there are like some like bands from, um, I want to say Tokyo. I can't remember. I, I want to say it's like a band with like three different women, really badass, And they would, their music is in like something like Kill Bill. Do you know what I'm talking about, Brandon? What? Kill Bill, the movie, like that's like a Quentin, is that a Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. 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 So like Quentin Tarantino, I think is like a fan of a lot of different, really weird, cool things. Which I think is awesome. Um, I would, I would, I don't know if necessarily this song Gundam style, but like there's a band with three women, three or four women, and they are just badass, and they're they're Asian women, and uh, really fast, upbeat. I'm trying to think of the name of that band. You're talking about the song in a movie. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We'll have to find out who that is and uh, go over it in another episode, I think. But that's more rock in the situation. Like K-pop is like B- BTS right now. That's out and has got commercials all over the place, and it's like seven or eight members in the band, and and they're a right. boy band that's that's K-pop, and uh, they've taken by storm. So right now they're winning like Grammys and and MTV awards and the whole nine. So like. It's now time for this genre to get its just due. And there's so many artists that are in there. Um, nobody is, I'm not going to say nobody is taken off or blown up like that because they're, they're the living example of it right now. But as far as an individual to take one song and make it take over by storm, just by a sheer like outrageousness, I haven't seen that in a while. So, um, it's definitely cool. If anything, I want to go back and see the kid that's in the video, what he looks like now, what he's doing. If he ever like still gets acknowledged as the one that was in the video doing the dance moves and hold on. Right. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That would be really cool. Yep. I, and then, uh, then there was one. Right. Oh yeah. Um, man. I had to wait till the very end to talk about a song I never want to talk about again. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So there's quite a few songs that I never want to hear again. I think there are a few that were even brought up during this whole conversation. I'm like, yeah, that would have been a good choice. Um, but anyway, my choice is uh, a song that has been playing overplayed since it first came out in 1999 and that is all-star by smash mouth somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me i ain't the sharpest tool in the shed you know the song you love it you hate it i hate it um (laughs) so okay the song came out in 1999 it was on their second album, Astro Lounge. Uh, it was also featured in the Mystery Men movie that came out the same year. Yep. The movie is much Thanks, better Craig. than the song. Um, <laughs> the, mu- the music video uh, 
for the song features the the characters from the Mystery Men movie. Um, the Mystery Men movie holds up. This song does not. Um, the song also was featured heavily in 2001 Shrek. When I think of Shrek, I think of this song. I hate that. Um, does the two go hand in hand for me, Shrek and this all-star song? Uh, anyway, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, is hate a strong word? Sure. Does it fit? Sure. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, do I like Smash Mouth? Probably not. Um, when they first came out in 97, I enjoyed that song. The, uh, might as well be walking on the sun, you know, kind of a ska punk song and then in 1999 they like they like wised up and they're like we got to create radio friendly songs i know let's make this song all star and that was like their first single and it irritates the crap out of me um so yeah i don't really want to hear the song again when i hear it it just it, it's it's it hurts my ears and uh i don't i don't get why this song is so popular Maybe it was okay the first couple times, and then by the 5,000th time they played the song, you know, I, I might as well see them the song be thrown into the sun. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's my choice for a very irritating, annoying, popular song. <laughs> I mean, don't hold back. I mean, you know... <laughs> um, I feel like you got more to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, so this is up there with like a karaoke song that like somebody will sing this. Like it, it with "Don't Stop Believing." Somebody will sing "All Star" for sure every single night at karaoke. Like, and the crowd will sing along with it. I'm just letting you know. Um, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, it is a little bit. It's very much overplayed. It, it it can get annoying, <laughs> but yeah, it's I don't know. It at the same time I like it, but I like Smash Mouth. So <laughs> for their quirkiness, you would I know? <laughs> I, I like them better than bare naked ladies. What can I say? <laughs> so <laughs> you like Smash Mouth? Come on now, come on now. <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't like bare naked to... ladies. Uh, Those are fine words. He's vivid. (laughs) So um, I can care less about the band Bare Naked Ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going. I got you. (laughs) So, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I've. Granted, like, it's been a while since I've seen Shrek or Mystery Men, but, like, I probably have heard this song before, and I don't tend to skip it or anything, so, but yeah. But, so, I guess I shouldn't pick Smash Mouth as an album in the future, then? <laughs> no, I mean, you can, and I'll <laughs> tell you how I feel. Okay, and, gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I'm All sure right. you'll know what to expect. <laughs> Exactly. A horse's head in my bed when I wake up the next morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, will not be joining us for the rest of his life. Yeah. Right. Paul Paul the Le- 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 or something? Is he like the lead singer? 
I don't know. I don't want to spend the guy that looks like uh, looks like Guy Fieri. He's got like that. I mean, the, the band is a '90s band, right? It's a yeah, '90s band now in in the '90s, like mid to late '90s. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that, that's about the time that yeah, I love I love like I I saw Shrek when I went to Universal Studios. I think I was somewhere in California. I don't know if it was Universal Studios or they had um, something at. Uh, yeah, it was Universal Studios. And I think they had like the Shrek Live like um, thing where you sit down and like your chair has a fan and some like stuff to make you feel like you're like in the movie. Um, and then they of course played the All Star song. And I mean, that's my my memory is of that is like at that time everybody wanted to be like Smash Mouth. They all wanted that spiky haircut and you know like you're going on spring break every day and. Um, you know, Guy Fieri is like huge in the in the the chef world, and he looked like that too. I mean, that was like a big thing at the time. But I can see why it would be annoying, especially hearing it over and over again. But like, I can relate it to like good things too. Uh, but yeah, I can see why you would hate it, Brandon. Well, <laughs> like I, I think when the song first came out, I don't know if I hated it. I didn't have any feeling about it. And I think when it started playing again and again, that's where it's like, okay you make me not like you now because you're overplaying it. It wasn't. Did you mention the movie rat race? Am I? Cause I wasn't. I, no, Smash I, Mouth. Didn't, I didn't bring up rat race. So smash mouth is in that movie and they come out at the end and they like, they do a whole thing where everybody in the race is up on the stage with smash mouth and they're playing that song. And you know, it's a happy ending. So and happy. I don't think time. I'll ever see the movie now. You've ruined the, the idea of seeing every that movie. <laughs> Well, that's your fault because it's a great movie. I know people have told me it's really funny, but if that's what I have to look forward to, I don't know where Smash Mouth. See, that's the thing. Like, where did they? Why did they choose to just all of a sudden have Smash Mouth come out, have a big benefit concert? I, th- I think they were just so big at the time that was like that was the thing to do. But yeah, yeah overplayed and yeah, that's just that that early two thousands like. Late nineties, early two thousands syndrome. Yeah. Somewhere in the back of my head it's I'm still there. Thank all these stars. (laughs) 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 uh, (laughs) 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 I like that version of it. If you keep playing if you keep playing this song, I'm gonna go like Venturian Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Hey now. You're an all-star. Right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Right. So. All that glitters is gold, Brandon. But, but Diedrich, how, how do you feel about the song? Um, I remember it from Mystery Men. I remember it being played all over the charts. I remember it being one of those takeoff songs that you just knew you were going to get sick of because everybody picked up on it. Um, I liked it for what it was. It was a happy-go-lucky tone um you know uh like you said walking into the sound was more of a, a catchy groovy type feel this was more of a straightforward hey, let's make a pop song and make it fun and, and and light-hearted and let's go for it and they did it and essentially they died by it too so it's kind of, kind of <laughs> funny like that. um the double-edged sword situation but what i will say is you know i can hear it probably once maybe twice a year um, after that, yeah, I'm I'm gone. I'm done. 
I can't I'll walk away. I'll change the channel. I'll I'll tune it out. I'll I'll put on my headphones. I'll do whatever I have to do in order to get it out of my head. Because once it's there, it's there. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. It's, so so it, I I do want to say so when I okay so when I was first listening to music like uh you know I had cassette tapes and it had the cassette say cassette tape sleeve right so that's how I would learn lyrics to the song right because I would read the lyrics while I'm listening to a song roundabout you know after CDs came out and stuff like it didn't have some of them had the sleeve some of it did but like when Smash Mouth came out Smash Mouth came out like I don't remember reading the the lyrics in the sleeve and like I the only way I learned the lyrics was actually by doing karaoke. This is one of those songs where like I had no idea what the lyrics were until I went up there to do karaoke and you're like, "Oh, so that's what they're saying." Guys, you know another way to learn lyrics to a song is to listen to the song. <laughs> On repeat, till you have the lyrics down. <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know? I know, but I mean, like, there's so many songs that I, I know a few songs by heart, and I never looked at the lyrics. I just listened to the song. <laughs> so. so, all right. All right. I know they're saying words, but I need them in front of me. <laughs> Maybe I'm a visual learner, you know? I'm just saying. Oh, I, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Makes sense. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> exactly. So bringing it back to that hunchback, man, you, you want those, like, sing-along VHSs then. <laughs> exactly. With the bouncing ball. You got to have the bouncing ball. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just not to All-Star, please. <laughs> Please don't do a sing-along VHS to this song. Okay. So, anyway. Anyways. Right. Man, we did it, guys. We got we through did side it. A. <laughs> we got through side A. And we're still alive. Very painful. Uh, no, I brought the worst out in all of you. Um, this was a... So, this is, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Yes? I was just going to say... You know, we're going to flip yeah. over to side B. I, I sure hope you have uh, something better lined up for us. I don't know. I hope so, but I'm not sure. I, I, I never know if I can please you, Brandon, but well, we're going to try. Well, let's go ahead and, and flip the record and uh, drop the needle on side B. Yeah, so this is uh, this is the time in our our, uh, our podcast where we go, we go over our choice album. Uh, so side B is... Uh, this is my turn. I picked a a band that I, I listened to a lot when I was in high school. One of my good friends, uh, still one of my best friends today, um, his name's Drew. Uh, we would hang out and uh, just listen to different bands like Pearl Jam's 10 was awesome. Um, and it was that kind of uh, era, 90s, you know, mid-90s. He had a lot of different new music coming out. This band, uh, their album was released in 94. Um, the band is called The Offspring. And I love the album cover, too. The album cover is like an x-ray. Uh, it looks like an x-ray. It's like an artist rendition of an x-ray. And and then it... Um, so the album's called Smash. And it definitely has that feel. It's a really good title for this album. Um, I love the intro. It's... Uh, 
it has a little narration. Then there's some of that in the middle of the album too. It takes you on a journey, right? And I think at the time, they being younger, it's it it definitely felt like a younger style of music. Listening to it back at it now, and I can listen to it now like I listened to it then in the '90s, and it still gives me the same feel. I think it, it carried over very well. I think a lot of bands might have even picked up some of the Offspring style. Um, maybe even Smash Mouth kind of like picked it up a little bit. I don't think they're exactly the same band at all, but um, there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff that came out of this album Smash. I think personally the whole album's a hit. Um, there's not one song on this album that don't like, and I mean I just listen to it a lot. It, it's kind of like you could see maybe the skater crowd listening to this a lot. And I think this sh- the show Jackass was coming out in the nineties too. So like that style of like, just uh, maybe like cutthroat, like, you know, like skaters and, you know, like uh, people that like to ski, you know, snowboarding snowboarders. It just kind of fits that style. I don't know if they're necessarily uh, they're, they're a, they're a punk rock and they're, I guess, skate, Punk is a style. I don't know if I would say that I would have picked them as that. I would have said, I would have said like maybe like, like a modern rock to a punk style mix. Um, I think that's the appeal to a lot of people. I think they really, a lot of, a lot of fans of this music weren't necessarily into like punk music, but they did really well. I think um, they have like, they, they've got to have at least 10 different albums at this point. And I, I think that uh, I think that they're great. Um, so looking back, looking back at this album, I would say, yeah, every every song is really good. Got to get away was my my pick. Um, I can't say that there's one that I like over the other. I might I might just be crazy thinking this, but uh, yeah, so I think the the, the band themselves, they, they were just like a really good band. Really, they still are really progressive. Um, and uh, so I can go over the band members real quick, too. So the lead singer, Dexter Holland, you have Noodles, Ron Welty, and uh, Pete Parada. I think it's his last name, Parada. Um, but they... So they actually started in the 80s. They started playing in the 80s, and then they they had a different band. I believe it was uh, Manic Sub, Subsidal, Manic Subsidal. And so they carried some of the band members over to um, to their new band. And, I, well, I think all of them actually carried over, but I'm not exactly sure. But, uh, yeah, so what... What y'all think? I'm, I'm just curious to, th- to know what you guys thought because we're all kind of like the same age. And, you know, were you listening to this band in the 90s? Um, do, do you want to take it first, Brandon, or you want me to take no, it first? No, you go, Taj. I got a okay. lot to say. <laughs> you got a lot to say. Um, so it was, for sure, I've heard the two main hit songs on this album. Um, I'm not sure if I bought the album before. I'm not... It, I, it feels it, I'm going to be honest. I think this is the first time I listened to the whole album. I'm because there were some times I bought stuff and maybe didn't listen to it. I'm bad about some stuff like that, especially when I was younger. Back um, in the day when there were CDs, right? 
right? Yeah, or or you know, you would buy greatest hits, or you know, now that now that's a hit type of thing. I'm I'm guilty of buying those CDs, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think one of the things about the fact that I had the CD, like today, I'm gonna I'm gonna get something off Pandora, right? But mm-hmm. just getting that CD, I treasured buying a CD. And when I bought, oh, yeah. this, like like I said, I love the artwork on it. I just like always go to I'd go to albums right so the two of them at at the time that time it was Pearl Jam's 10 and then it was um it was this so I yeah I love the actual physical CD now I hate having CDs around my house but I still have that CD the case is broken up you know but okay inserts the insert looks great yeah, well, see, I was one of those persons that I had CDs, and then I I slowly switched to binders. So like I I still have two binders full of CDs. So no, no jewel cases, just straight CDs and binders. So oh, I've got um, those two sitting around my house. Like, what the hell am I doing with those? Right. So, uh, but uh, I I did like it. I do like the 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 punk, the skater punk genre. Um. It, it was enjoyable. Um, my, I think my pick is probably going to be self-esteem. I do like what happened to you. Um, I, I did want to mention that. So two things I wanted to mention. One is the very intro part and then like the midway part through, uh, but especially the intro. Is he trying to be like George Carlin from Bill and Ted? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. Like he's trying to be like uh, – He's he's trying to be like Rufus, <laughs> like let's down and listen right. to this song. <laughs> I I don't well did when when did Bill and Ted's come out? Was it after ninety four? No, it was eighty nine and then ninety one. So I looked that up while you were talking. Oh so. my gosh, eighty nine! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So <Little>. so it, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, so it, I don't know. It, something about that just kind of reminds me of that. The other thing I want to throw out is uh, come out and play the riff on the back. Uh, the the bass riff um, reminds me of um, a song off of uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, there's a song called Garbage Truck. <laughs> and they're talking about how <laughs> it, I want to be your garbage truck and pick up your stuff for you. <laughs> type of thing. I don't know. It's a really cool song, but it has. It, I think it pretty much stole the riff from "Come Out and Play." So, if you ever, I wouldn't want, doubt like, it. Yeah. So. No, I don't, I don't even know what style like skate punk. Maybe that is kind of like shouting. Like I know that like they do a lot of shouting in this, and it sounds good. I, I, I can I can't see a lot of bands being able to pull that off. But the way that they orchestrated this album and all of the music that you know they put together, really well put together album. I mean. I, I yeah I just I'm a huge fan um, for sure and they had other their other albums are great too but you know this is like this is really definitely like my favorite it's not the first album um, so ignition is probably something that you should listen to that came out two years before this that was 92 that has a lot of really good hits on it um, so. My second favorite would be Ignition, but yeah, Smash is like that's just that's my go-to. That's what I grew up with, you know, or you know, my high school my high school years. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, like I like your take on that, man. 
So what do y'all thought? What did you think, Dietrich, as far as like uh, like music style in the 90s? Were they kind of like the first to do this this style, like blow up album? I'm trying to compare them to like another band. Like Jane's Addiction was really good. Um, you know, there's a lot of... I know they're not the first. They're not the only one that was doing what they were doing. But just comparing to other bands in the 90s kind of curious what you think um uh when they came out there it, it worked like um they had their own competitive style at the point and you know could nobody really compare them to to a lot of bands that were out there at the time so you know they definitely held their own and what they were doing and how they were doing it so it was no issue with that um uh i like self-esteem like what was it con play? Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. Uh what was that? Killboy Powerhead? That yeah, that's so that's like that's closer to like that's like after the, the, the middle of the uh I think it's the second narration and he's like trying to make sure that you're like you're still listening. Right. Um That's that, what my Kill- vision was that one. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I kind of, I kind of like that one. I know self esteem and con play and and got to get away were like the singles off of it, but something about Killboy Powerhead was like, okay, that's my jam. I don't know why, but I, I like songs that are off the beaten path, and that's definitely one of them. So I was like, okay, that works. Yeah, exactly. It does. It does. Have, it is offbeat. Like it, it jumps up and down, and like that did work for them, though. I mean, they just did. It's like nonstop. I. You, you almost like feel like you're on drugs listening to this album, but uh, I guess it worked for me. I don't know why. I'm usually pretty slow paced, you know. But I mean, this is like, I think at the time, you know, being younger too, that was probably it was more fitting. But right, yeah, self esteem was a huge hit. That was the biggest song they had on this album. Um, they had, you know, like it was on MTV, all that. Everybody loved it, but. I can't say it. Like I said, I can't say there was a bad song on this album. So, yeah, it's held up pretty well. I'm, I'm not gonna sit up here and act like you know it's the, it's the best thing in the world, but it definitely going back and listening over and and a couple of other albums you know that they had out, it definitely held up better, better than I thought it would. So I was impressed. It's good pick. I wish I could say I've seen them live. I have not seen them live. So I'm really interested, Brandon. I know you said you had a lot to say. It's no, gonna, I have nothing to it's say. It's going to be bad. No, okay. So <laughs> I straight, was dude. definitely, I, I bought this album when it first came out, you know, back in 94. Um, I still have oh, the CD. Yes. Um, so definitely, I definitely enjoyed it back, you know, when I was 16 years old. Um, right. I can't exactly. say that I followed Offspring's career, their trajectory that much after that album. Like, I know that they definitely had some hits, and I probably know a few, but I can't remember the last time I've listened to Offspring. Um, I, I don't think I would turn the station if a song came on by them, you know, but, but, you know, I definitely, it's not that I was like in love with them and I never fell out of love with them. I just lost interest in, uh, Offspring. And, um, so anyway, um, you know, and, and on Sirius XM, I listened to Lithium a lot. Cause I like that nineties alternative rock and you right. know, they'll play offspring on there and I enjoy it quite a bit. Like I, I enjoy those songs, 
Um, so anyway, listening to the album again, and definitely, you know, a couple more times for the, for the episode, you know, I, I enjoyed it for sure. And it definitely brought back memories, uh, you know, listening to the album back in 94. Um, and for the most part, I, I enjoy the album. Um, it doesn't hold up quite as well for me as it did when I was, you know, 16 years old. I, I feel like the later part of the album, I don't enjoy the songs as much. They're not horrible. I just don't think that they're, they're winners. Um, you know, the songs that are hits are hits for a reason, you know, like self esteem and come out and play. Like those are, those are good. And I can see why they still get heavy rotation to this day for sure. Um, the thing that I thought was interesting, and I'm sorry if I'm going on too long here, but I just want to, I just want to make a point. Uh, the thing I find interesting is that listening to it now, it's almost like a gateway album for me. And what I mean by that is I didn't grow up listening to punk music. Um, and I wasn't really into punk music for a long time. And I would say in the last five, 10 years, I've gotten into punk, but like classic punk, you know, like 70s and 80s punk music. Totally my jam now. I love it. And but it was not something I did when I was a teenager. But when I go and I hear this album by Offspring, I'm like, oh, this was like the blueprint for me. It just it took a long time for me to catch up with what Offspring was doing. And I feel like there are better bands than Offspring. Like Offspring is like a punk band, essentially, is what they are, like a new punk band. But but I think if I had not listened to Offspring, maybe I would not appreciate punk the way that I do now. Um if that makes makes sense. So so I feel like, you know, they definitely they they used punk music as a springboard to give them a career and made pop punk music. Right. But what I appreciate now is like true punk music. Uh, I like that more than what Offspring is doing. Not that what Offspring did was bad, but I think I'm, I'm glad that Offspring sort of gave me that that introduction that I needed. You know, 20, like 20 years later, when I really get into punk, you know, people get into punk when they're teenagers. It just took me 20 years. So uh, anyway. All right. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and if I had to pick my favorite track, and I think this goes with like my my appreciation for for punk is a uh, bad habit is my favorite track on that. Um, I totally dig that jam. Uh, it's so good and, and definitely, you know, makes me like, I feel like that song could fit in with, you know, like New York punk or like London punk in the late, late seventies for sure. So just has better production value. That's like all. something like the Sex Pistols or, or a band like that, where they're yeah, like yeah, underground just, style. Just like just with better production value. That's it. Yeah, definitely better production value. I think, I think this, they, they, that album really did have a great production on it. Um, yeah, Bad Habits got that like that little riff, that little bass riff in the beginning, man. It just like, and then they they slowly introduce you to the song, and then they just you know they wreak havoc on your ears, you know. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I I, I enjoy the album. I, I definitely think like it's stronger towards the beginning and middle, not towards the end. 
Um, but okay. I appreciate its introduction to punk music without realizing that that's what it was doing at that time for me. Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great way to describe it. I I, I, f- I feel like you might have that same nostalgia that I do about this album. Um, we both have the CD, like we you know we remember when we were sixteen. We're oh, the yeah. same age. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I grabbed my CD and I looked at it, and it is scratched to hell. So right. I mean, I was definitely playing it a lot. I think I had like wax on mine or something. Like I must have been lighting a candle, and then like there's a crack on one part, and it's like, what the hell was I doing then? But whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the only Offspring album I have. That's the only CD I ever bought. But you know, if you're gonna pick a, same, a CD same. by Offspring, that's the one to get. When I was buying CDs, that that's the only Offspring one I have. Um, yeah, and I think at, you know at, at some point I stopped buying CDs, and it, you know it, it was probably after the whole Napster thing, you know, fell apart, and then they started creating things like Pandora. So you know they made it better and worse, I guess. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's like going to a blockbuster for a video. Like I was always in a Sam Goody or a local local record store, and I mean, I can remember after moving to Austin, they still had like places like Sam Goody. And uh, if you remember, we worked at a at a mall that fell apart eventually that had one in it too. And I'd go after work and just go check out, you know, what the new albums were. I think at that time, you know, in the previous episode, I talked, I. I had Pink spotlighted, and that's that's where I got uh, her album, uh, Sam Goody, I think. But uh, yeah, so yeah, the Offspring man, they they definitely take me back. I picked this album specifically because it was like a nostalgia thing. Um, never saw them live. I really, I, I think they're still playing. So like, I could feasibly try to find you know them somewhere. I would like to see that, but yeah, it took me back for. And you know that if we, if you go see him or if I go with you, you know, yeah. we're, we are going to be the right, like, demograph for that concert because it's all going to be a bunch of 40 year old guys being like, ah, yeah, man, I listened to that when I was in high school. I love this. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. I Damn. Mean, oh, you made it sound like a sausage party. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not just that, but. Uh, it's it's going to be a 40-year-old yeah, 30, 40-year-old chicks trying to hook up with the band afterwards. And it was like, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going to be like Cougar Town up in that. Hey. <laughs> well, I would so, like yeah, to. I, I appreciate you, you know, picking that album. And it was fun to go revisit something that, you know, again, like, you know, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk a lot. I, I don't ever do that, apparently. but um. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I appreciate the opportunity to like learn a little bit about my music taste and how it potentially stems from that. Just not knowing it. I think I think I think you're right. Like this is a very influential album, but it was also for me being 16 at the time. It was a very influential time and bands that I heard at the time. And I found out later that like a lot of the music I I learned of when I was that age actually was just really good. Like Pearl Jam. Okay, come on. They have their own channel on Sirius XM. So I mean they obviously are doing something right. Dave Matthews band, you know, different different type of music altogether. But like that's the, that's what was big. 
But Offspring was like hit or miss, though. Not everybody liked the Offspring. Not everybody knew who they were. Not everybody cared to listen to punk skater music, you know? So, but I remember skating and skaters being a huge thing then. They still are now. That's still a huge thing. It's never going away. But, like, at the time, it was, like, a different thing. And, like, like I mentioned, Jackass and stuff like that was out. You'd probably hear Offspring playing to, like, a jet, like a, like a Jackass-type scene. Someone wiping out, you know? So. Let me let me ask uh, this question, and let me know what y'all think about it. it. It might be totally left field, but it's worth bringing it up. So, you know, we were talking about how they're. It kind of sounds like they're a little bit ahead of their time, but they're not really ahead of their time, right? Right. Music yeah. that they came out with, and they like mistakenly came across uh, a style of music that that morphed into other things, right? Um, would you have? the same sound from like a Green Day or a Blink-182 if Offspring did not come into the mix? Because he'd been around since 80s, late 80s, going into 90s. Like, Wait, you're talking Offspring? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, but I think even Green Day was around late 80s, early 90s too. You know, like, I right. feel like Offspring and Green Day were probably heavily influenced by the same sound, you know, when, when they created their bands. You right. Know, like, I don't think Green Bay Green Green Day is a good example only because I feel like, you know, their peers, you know, like they they were on the scene around the same time. I think they what Offspring and Green Day did was they brought punk to the mainstream. Right. You know, like like and, and, and not to say that punk wasn't mainstream, but like not not the way like Green Day and Offspring were. Not with like Dookie and then and then um you know, this smash by Offspring. Right. They were huge. You they're, know? Both skater, they're both skater punk, too, by the way. So, and, and I don't think there's ever been a punk album that was as, you know, ginormous as those two by Green Day and Offspring, at least not in a way that, that those two albums were. Not saying, like, Ramones weren't big or, you know, Sex Pistols, Pistols weren't big, but they definitely didn't have the same, you know, numbers that you saw with Green Day and, and Offspring. Exactly. Um, that's that's the main reason why I brought it up because it's like, um, yeah. it seemed like that. That's a good segue into the to where it's coming from because I seen like Offspring and and how they went through the music business and, and kind of taper off, whereas you saw Green Day kind of like go the opposite way. Like their next albums and next songs just transcended and became better. So. Evolved, yeah. They evolved definitely. So, or or the, or they played the game better. Yeah, they played probably played the game better. Probably played it a lot better. They stay was, current. They definitely stay current. They're very just, political. They too. became a little poppy. A little poppy, but not much. Like they, they still have their own lane, so to speak. So, like I'm trying to think, like who who would be in that lane now? Like if there was a band that would come out that was kind of like mistakenly place themselves in, in a kind of genre and the only one that comes to my mind right now is like 21 pilots 21 pilots is is so they evolved too though so they i just they saw them recently but they i think that that's a good comparison for sure for it's a more modern style of that and they do have a similar sound too they do have that then i guess they could be considered skate punk punk skate punk but so much yeah fashion but yeah it's like more of an evolved type of sound like quarter kind of like 
Teddy cornered off of, of what you know, offspring uh, and, and what Green Day were doing. So that would be like the extent to it that I could think of. Yeah, especially like with the that. with car stereo, <laughs> that song, <laughs> like like that that's tools. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, talking about pilots, yeah, they they came out with hit after hit, album hits, album hits, new albums. Everybody loves that new album. Same thing. They they have yeah. hits, and I don't know a single one by them. <laughs> and I think you would like it too. I think that Twenty One Pilots originally was a band that I thought that I wouldn't like. Right. Just like Offspring was like new, and I was like, "What is this?" One of my best friends at the time, yeah, you know, still was introducing me to the band, and that's you know, I was surprised that I liked it, and it just, it just grew on me. But to your to your point too, Brandon, they did have that awesome album, and before that, Ignition was like really great too, and I think that. The two of them are like compared. I think they're both kind of equal. I think the off uh, smash was like bigger, so that got all you know. And they had like self esteem and all that. But 2012, they had days go by. No one, no one knows what I'm talking about. But that was like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, last time they had something that was kind of big, popular, and then it, they fell off. So they fell off in the early 2000s, and then they fell off again. But they're still there. They're still doing their thing. And, you know, but that is the difference between them and, like, Green Day. Green Day is just relevant, man. They stay relevant, and they know what they're doing. They know how to play the game. Um, You know, when there's a shitty president, they're going to sing about it, you know? They they know how people are feeling, and they're going to talk about it in their music. And that's what I love about Green Day. Um, And that, that will be for another episode, but... For we sure. definitely have to do favorite punk song, and you cannot do something from 2020. I'm sorry, Todd. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't. <laughs> so. Yeah, Josh. We could do that. I, I would have fun with that one. Right. Yeah. So. All right, cool. So um, who's got homework for us? Uh, I do. <laughs> Set the tent tentative person in the background. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I got something a little different for you guys. <laughs> so, okay. So, all right. So in case you guys, this is, I'm repeating my pattern. Okay. So I have a game plan for how I'm going to do my albums. All right. So I'm going to do just so you know, because I started with a female artist before 2020 or, or after 2000s. And then I did a male artists and then i went before 2000s female male so i'm starting over again so i'm doing another female artist that is after in after 2000s okay <laughs> so this artist um i i can't remember when i discovered her i know i discovered her she was had a lot of hype behind her um got my wife to really like her um, it was one of those things where I was trying to find new music for me and my wife to like. And so she totally loves this album. Um, and so the artist I'm picking is Megan Trainer, and the album is called Tidal. Now, the thing is, is um, if, because I, I know some of our listeners uh, do Spotify, Spotify doesn't have the uh, standard edition. So it's just the first 11 tracks. So if, if you can only find title and it's only the deluxe edition we're only doing the first 11 tracks so um 
uh, lips are uh, moving is the last song you gotta listen to so it's just the first 11 tracks so i'm making trader trainers album title so. <laughs> not trader but trainer trainer yes making trainer yep for those who don't oh, know, know this is. I'm singing all about that bass. About that bass. <laughs> okay, Taj, we're going to find out what you just got us into. All right. So, okay. All right. So, <laughs> before, <laughs> before anything You're else is said, now. All right. Uh, uh, let's go ahead. And uh, if you want, we have our website at choicetracks.com. Uh, uh, we have our email address of choicetracks at Gmail. Um, and uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Find us on social media. Hit us up. Send us some messages. And let's go ahead and sign out. I, I, would, I would like to say first, oh, though, yeah. like, artwork yeah, yeah. is coming. Artwork's coming. Okay. Well, if you do go to that website, don't be afraid of the website. Okay. Because it's all about the content right now. But <laughs> Right. So, dun, okay. Dun, dun. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Well, let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm all about that base. <laughs> I'm Dietrich. Uh, <laughs> style. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pick up the needle, but uh, y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. <laughs>